Okay, today's daf is Baba Kama daf Tzadi Beis. We left off on daf Tzadi Aleph Amid Beis. We're at the two dots, about ten lines before the end of the page. So we're going to have a lot of uh, gadita today. But first, we're going to discuss the notion of paying asar zehuvim for someone who's chotef mitzvah for someone who steals a mitzvah from somebody else. Then we're going to briefly discuss the Indian of baltashchis, specifically as it initially is reported in the Torah of cutting down a fruit tree when that iser applies, when that iser does not apply. Then the Mishnah of Sadi is going to tell us how even after making all the payments that a person is supposed to make for assaulting somebody, he still needs to ask mechila as well. And only then is his tshuva complete. And the Mishnah is also going to talk about what if you give someone permission. You give them permission to assault you, you give them permission to ruin your stuff, you give them permission to ruin somebody else's stuff. So how does that affect the various uh, the various chiyuvim? The Gemara is going to start out with four different limudim that we have from the story with Avram and uh, and Avimelech, and then it's going to, the, the last of those Limudim is also going to be the first on a list of 17 different things that Rava asked Rabba Barmari about. So the list is going to start halfway down Omer Aleph and is going to conclude in tomorrow's daf, a little bit into tomorrow's daf. 17 different wise sayings, teachings that Rava asked Rabba Barmari for the source of those various teachings. So let's begin at the two dots on daf Tzadi Aleph Amid Beis, says the Gemara. The Mishnah had said that if someone cuts down his own trees, so uh, he's going to be that, that he's he's going to he, that he's going to be potter. But someone else cuts down his trees, then uh, then the other person is going to be is going to be chayav. says but If other people cut down your trees, then you're going to be chayav. Tani Shori Kitsatsta. If a person says Reuven says to Shimon, "You killed my shor, you cut down my trees." And Shimon says, "You're right, but that's because you instructed me to do so." Potter, he doesn't have to pay. If that's the case, then no one's ever going to be able to sue anybody for anything because the guy will always be able to say, "That's exactly right. I did that damage, but you told me to do it." Who's going to say otherwise? If we're, not, if we're always going to believe a person when he says that you told me to do it, so how's anyone ever going to be able to uh, to get payment for uh, for that? Which which uh, someone damaged him it would be impossible to receive payment for such a thing. So says Mar Amle Isamiye. So what? Should we just get rid of that brisa? Is it a mistaken brisa? Amle Lo to Targum Asnisach Bisharom Elarigo Bilanom Elitzitza. No, just say that the brisa must be talking about where the shor had to be killed anyway, the tree had to be cut down anyway, and that's where we say that uh, that the fellow is believed to say that he was instructed to do so. Well, if it had to be killed and had to be cut down anyway, then what's the taina? What's Ruvain saying to Shimon when you cut down my tree? He, where do I send the thank you note? Well, what was he? It sounds like he's asking him for something that, that Shimon had some way violated something and he owes Ruvain money. He's saying that, no, Ruvain is saying, you're right, it had to be cut down. I wanted it to be my mitzvah. So it's not that I'm suing you for the value of the tree or the value of the shore. No, it had no value. It had to be cut down and had to be killed. But what I'm suing you for is the value of the mitzvah that someone who does the shechita, he's the one that's supposed to do the kisa and one time someone shechted and another person came and did the kisa in violation of this din and uh, Rabbi Gamliel was mechaiv him to pay us for having done the kisa when he wasn't
wasn't uh, when he wasn't supposed to do the kisuy adam. So this is a major machlokas. This din of paying asar zuhuvim is it a knas or is it minhadin? The riff writes that some that that uh, that yeshmisha omer that when Rambam was mechayiv asar zuhuvim it's only a knas and we can't learn this to other dinim. And the riff writes from the sugis hagemara it sounds not that way because over here it's saying that Rav learned from this din of Rabban Gamliel about kotsis nitiosuf shel chaver b'lavushos about uh, killing the the animal. So you see that uh, that 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 it's, it sounds like it's minadin that it's an actual halacha that you can derive from. There is also machlokes rishonim if it's uh, this applies to anyone who's chotef mitzvah lechaver. The Rambam in Chovel Mazik Perak Zayin Halacha Yud Gimel Halacha Yud Dalid says that uh, quotes the rishonim at first that anyone who's chotef mitzvah mechaveru pays kafi raos ene adayanim whatever the dayanim determine. But then he says that yesh uh, mishara that you give a, a set amount always that you're always giving asar zuvim. What's that machlokas about? Whether it's always asar or it's Kfira Oseinayadayanim. So the Shach and Chashmishva Simashin Pei Beis says that the first sheet that holds that you that you pay Kfiros Einayadayanim because they hold like the riff in the name of uh, whatever sheet that you pay uh, for, that the payment is a knas and it's not minadin. If it was midin, then you have to give him well, uh, what Rabbi Gamliel said to give, but it must be a knas, and that's why the Dayanim have the right to determine what that knas is going to be. But if it's minadin, the sheet that holds that it's minadin would say that there is no room for uh, negotiation. It's exactly what Rabbi Gamliel instituted the din should be. And therefore, asks the Shach, the Torah writes that you should pay kfira oseinayadayanim, that the amount can fluctuate, it could depend what the dayanim determined. But the uh, the Torah quotes from the Rosh that the chiv is minadin. So asks the Shach, well, if it's minadin, shouldn't you have to pay the set amount, the asar zuvim? And furthermore, he says, the Torah himself writes that just like Rabbi Gamliel's mechaiv asar zuvim, for someone who prevents you from doing a mitzvah, same is true by all mitzvahs that say that someone else comes and does it, you have to give him asar zuhuvim. So the shach says he has a lot of trouble with the Torah. Rav Zalman, Evan Asl, says he thinks the shach's premise is wrong. It's backwards. Meaning that if it's minhadin, it means that the, uh, uh, the definition of a knas is a set amount no matter what happens. So if it's a knas, that's when you would have to pay asar zuhuvim regardless of the mitzvah. That it's always a set amount. It doesn't matter whether it actually is worth asar zuhuvim or not asar zuhuvim. But if it's minadin, then the dayanim get to determine what the din should be. How valuable is this mitzvah? What actually makes sense in that situation? So the Nazel just points out that l'chora, the shach svar is backwards, and that would that would obviously answer up for the Torah. That yeah, the Torah says that you have to pay kfiros einei dayanim, and that's because it's it's minhadin. There's also even the discussion on whether this is usher to do. Meaning, if you hold that it's a uh, knas, that it's not really minadin, so it could be that it's really mutter to do, and the point of the knas is just to to impress upon people the value of a mitzvah. That look what a mitzvah is worth. It's worth asar zuhuvim. In the kaftar v'ferach, he says, chotif mitzvah is an isadar raisa. It's a losa sev lo sigzal. But the rimi lunil is according to Shittim says that it's only takana to pay asar zuhuvim in order to be mechabiv mitzvah al ba'alehen. doesn't sound like it's an Isra at all. Uh, in the Sefer Torah Chaim, he quotes from the Erzurua that the remez to Dafka Asara Zuhuvim comes from Eliezer Ever Avram, that he gives to Rivka Shneit Smidim Al Yadeha Asara Zahav Mishkalam. Why does the Torah have to tell me that it was Mishkal Asara Zahav? 
be Miramis that because he found Rivka, he was then able to say, Baruch Hashem Elokei Adoni Avraham, that he was able to be Mevarech Hashem. So you see, the value of saying that bracha is Asar Zuvim. That's why the Gemara says, Dafka Zuhuvim. The Gemara doesn't say Asar Dinarim, Asar. He uses that term Zuhuvim because that's the Lashon Akra, that it's Dafka paying ten Nazav. That's the value of a bracha. Tosas discusses, is that the value of the bracha or is that the value of the mitzvah? So Tosas writes on the bottom, Yeshom the mitzvah bracha kolechad. It all goes, it all goes together. The mitzvah, the bracha, they're all one. But he points out that if someone is chotef birchas hamazon, then it's forty zuhuvim because there are four brachos in birchas hamazon. So if uh, it used to be the practice was, and the way Shulchan says it's supposed to be, even though we don't do this anymore, is that one person benches, everyone else just listens. So if one guy starts benching, everyone else can't. So uh, if someone grabs the birchas hamazon from someone else, it's forty zuhuvim. And then Tosas quotes that there was a ma'isa that someone uh, that was called up for an aliyah of the Torah, and someone else went up and uh, took the aliyah instead. So they asked Rabbi Natam, Rabbi Natam says, give him a Tarnagolus Lishchot, because he owes him two brachos. Uh, so with a, when, if you give him a Tarnagolus Lishchot, he'll be able to make two brachos, one ala shechita, and one on the Kisei Adam. So uh, that way you'll compensate him, which is also a fascinating Chiddush. Apparently you don't have to give him 20 zuhuvim. You can get off cheaper. If you can find, if you can find a cheap Tarnagol, you just need to compensate him for the, uh, for the brachos. But uh, Tosas points out that the Reed didn't like that, because then why is Rabbi Gamliel Machayi Vassar Zuvim? Go easier on the guy, just tell him to buy him a chicken. So, and also Rabbi Natam says that, uh, that probably he'd be putter for taking the Aliyah, because Godol HaOna Amein Yosem in HaMevarech that uh, if you, the other guy still gets to answer Amen, he didn't really lose, because answering Amen is even greater than, uh, than, than being Mivarech. Um, so that's, uh, that's the discussion in Tosos over here. Says Gemara further now, uh, the two dots, about five, six lines before the end. Amr Rav Dikla, Amr Rav, Dikla Ditaen, there's no Rav Dikla, Amr Rav, Dikla Ditaen Kava, Asulimiktsay. If you have a dekel tree that has a kava fruits on it, you're not allowed to cut it down, and it has too much fruit. Meisve, Kami Yehe Bezayis Lo but we went to the Brisa how much how much fruit has to be on an olive tree for us to say that it's usher to cut it down rova not a kav but a rova of a kav only one quarter of that amount so don't you see you don't need a kav in order to say that it's usher to cut it down even just a rova of a kav and somewhere shiny zesim de chashivi olives are much more chashiv and therefore even with a rova of a kav one is not allowed to cut down an olive tree but other trees it has to be dafka a kav amar Rabbi Chanina, Lo Shachiv Shivchas Bri El Dekatzte Nasa Below Zimna. It's this line in Gemara that makes people very, very scared of cutting down trees. He says, My son only died because he cut down a, uh, a fig tree when it wasn't the right time to cut it down. So he violated this Isser. Amr Ravina Vim Hayamu Ulabadamim Mutter. Ravina says, But you know, if it's worth more as, uh, as building material than it is as a fruit tree, then you're allowed to cut it down. Meaning the Isser is when you're doing, when you're doing uh, un- unnecessary. Hashchasa, but if you're cutting it down because it's it's actually more valuable uh, cut down, then uh, then you're allowed to do it. Then it's then it's mutter. The Panim Yafos quotes from the Zeis Ranan that someone who's kotze tilan machal is violates nasei and losasei because says ki menu socha that's a mitzvah osolus across is losasei and he says the chor nafkamina is that even the tzorach a mitzvah like atzei mizbeach or to build a sukkah it should be aser. 
And we don't say meaning if we're only a losase to cut down a tree, so the mitzvah of uh, sukkah should be docha losase. It's also questionable. Say is docha losase when it's beidna, when it's happening simultaneously. You can cut down the tree and then not build the sukkah. You can build the sukkah and not sit in the sukkah. So a lot could happen between the cutting down the tree. Or is building the sukkah considered a mitzvah? There's a Rashi, Maseches Makos that sounds that way, but uh, generally we assume not that way. Building a sukkah is a hechsher mitzvah, a very strong hechsher mitzvah, but not a mitzvah itself. But then he says, you know, it could be that b'makom mitzvah, there's no iser. Because if the Gemara is even saying when it's mu'ul b'damim, that if it's worth more as uh, firewood or as building material than it is as a tree, then you're allowed to cut it down. Some summit's worth more as a mitzvah, that uh, doing a mitzvah is worth more than firewood, is worth more than building material. So that's why maybe uh, one is even allowed to cut down a fruit tree with tzaruch mitzvah. Most commonly this happens, the shilas come up when it, uh, around sukkah's time, but not because they want to use the wood for the sukkah, but because the fruit tree is overhanging the sukkah and it's going to ruin their, uh, the sukkah. Their, the the schach is going to be possible because of it. So that's the discussion of the post. Does that mean that it's more valuable because now you're going to be able to do the mitzvah so it's more valuable down than, than it is up? It's a little bit different because it's not, you're not, you, it's not that the tree is more valuable, it's that you'll be able to do a mitzvah. So that's more of the asay dochalos asay issue. And that's where he says, you can't say asay dochalos over here because it's both a los asay ve asay. So that's a major discussion in the post. You're not supposed to cut down either one. You're just not supposed to cut down trees. Once we're going to say that an ilan srak is included, that, they, that, that everything is included, why do we need the phrase kilot machal? To say that if you have to cut something down, better to cut down the non fruit bearing trees rather than the fruit bearing trees. You might think that even if it's uh, worth more as uh, lumber than it is as a, as a tree, you're still not allowed to cut it down. Tamalama, rock. That's why it says rock. Shmuel, I see that Rishi Tamri, Achel Tambu Tami Dechamra. Shmuel's sharecropper bought him some dates. He tasted it, and it tasted like there was a wine taste in the dates. Amle, my hai. He says, What's with these funny dates? Amle, Beni Gufni Kaimi. Well, this date tree is growing right near all the grapevines, so some of the grapevines must have had an impact on the taste of the fruit. Amr, Machshi Bechamra Kule, hai. Wow, the date tree is weakening the grapevines such an extent that it's robbing so, so much of its uh, nutrients and so much of its taste. Please bring me the, uh, the, the roots of this tree tomorrow, meaning I want you to uproot it. Some of the learned from here that uh, even if you do have to cut down a tree, better to uproot the entire tree in a way that it could be replanted somewhere else than to, than to cut it down in a way that the tree is finished with. Rav Chista saw that uh, that things were, were, were growing amongst his uh, grapevines, that other trees were growing amongst his grapevines. Amalilarise Akrinu Gufni Kani Dikli Dikli Lo Kani Gufni that that vines can are, are valuable from the from the money of wine you could buy other land for uh, other decalum. But for decalum are not valuable enough to buy uh, to buy vines from. So the bottom line over here is from our Gemara you get the impression that grapes are the most valuable thing. That keeping a vineyard and grapevines, that's the most expensive expensive thing. Says Tosas, that's a little bit funny because the Gemara says in Ksubas Tafayin Tess that if, uh, if a person has, has a kesef that he got as Yerusha, Yilakach ben Karka dikli Yilakach ben Karka dikli ilni dikli. Ilni v'gufni, ilni. That if you have an opportunity to buy a regular Elon or a Dekel, buy a Dekel. Regular Elon or Gefen, buy a regular Elon. So it sounds like a Gefen is two steps below, two rungs below a uh, 
a, a dekel. So it also says that uh, a gefen requires a lot of work. And if the person is only buying it because it's his wife's investment that he's supposed to take, take care of, and it's not his own, he likely will not put in the necessary work to maximize the output of the geffen. Because yes, a geffen uh, provides the, the most profit, but it's also the most, uh, the most work in order to achieve that amount of, uh, that amount of profit. Even though you paid all the five different payments, still you need to ask Mechilash. How do I know that if you ask Mechilash and the person doesn't uh, respond in kind, he doesn't uh, respond graciously, that he's considered to be cruel? That Avram davened to Hashem and Hashem uh, cured Avimelech. Because once Avimelech asked for Mechilah, so Avram was willing to daven for him. If a person says, here, blind my eye, cut off my hand, break my leg, Chayiv. The guy is going to be Chayiv for, uh, for doing it, even though he gave him permission to do it. Almanas Liftar, if you say that, uh, don't worry, you'll be Pater, Chayiv. If it's a physical assault, he's going to be Chayiv anyway, even though the person said, don't worry, you're going to be, you're going to be Pater. Karask Susi Shavaris Kadi Chayiv, Almanas Liftar Pater. If he says here, break, uh, tear my clothing, break my, my vessels, you're going to be Chayiv. But if he says, you could break it and, and don't worry, you'll be Pater, then Itake is Pater. That's called the Mechila. If you say, go do this for so, to so-and-so, break his stuff, and don't worry, you'll be pater. Whether I tell you to physically assault the other guy, or whether I tell you to break his kalim, you're going to be chayiv for doing it. Even though l'chore, he's only acting as your shliach, this is what the Gemara is going to say, ain't shliach l'dvar avera. It's an avera to go destroy somebody else's things, or so, or to physically assault another person. So he does not become your shliach. The shliach is chayiv, the mshaleach, is Potter. So now the Gemara is going to tell us four different things we learn from the story of, of Avram and Avimelech and Sarah. Everything we've said, all the amounts of money we mentioned in the last Mishnah, that's for the Boshes. But in terms of paying for the Tsar, you can bring everything in the world. You need to ask Mechila. There's no amount of money that's going to pay for it. Hashem says to Avimelech, return this woman because she's the wife of a Navi. Really, is that the rule in Judaism? You only have to return the wives of Naviim that you kidnap, but if you kidnap other people's wives, you don't have to return them. Now, there's, there's a break in the middle of the phrase. Return a married woman. You're not allowed to go kidnapping married women. Aye, that which you have a taina that I didn't know. I'm innocent. They told me he told me it was his sister. Navihu. You should realize he's a Navi. There's a reason he told you it was his sister. When the guest comes to town, do you ask him, Would you like something to eat? Would you like something to drink? Or do you ask him, Hey, who's that woman? Is that your wife or is that your sister? And from here we see that a Benoch gets killed for that which he should have put two and two together. He should have realized, and he's lo lamad, and he didn't realize. In fact, some say that's the esod of the uh, of the, of the fact that Benoch is chayv misa for shev mitzvah bnei Noach. Well, the guy's going to go up. Uh, Rav Elchanan in Chavitz Ma'amarim says, imagine a guy goes up He never heard of shev mitzvah bnei Noach. He grew up somewhere where he never saw a Jew. He never even heard of the concept of shev. 
and, and he's going to be held responsible for the Shev Mitzvah How's that fair? That he's going to be held responsible for Shev Mitzvah Because a person who's in this world has to look around at the world and say, there must be a purpose for me to be here. And he has to therefore search. And when he searches, he should find that Ben Noach even gets killed for what he should have learned and didn't learn. Certainly a Jew should open up his eyes and uh, when we have an opportunity to learn something from that which is around us. Why does it have to say two, twice that Hashem caused some sort of physical uh, impairment in, uh, in Avimelech and his people? Because there's one impairment for the men that was that they couldn't be Motsi Shech and Shtayim Bisha, two for the women, Shech Vileda, they couldn't give birth, and also the, they couldn't be polate the, uh, the Shech that was in their bodies. Masisatana, Shtayim Bish two things applied to men, that they couldn't urinate either, not only Shech they also couldn't urinate, Shlosha Bisha, and three things happened to the women, Shech Vileda, they couldn't urinate, they couldn't be Motsi, the Zera that was in their bodies from the last time they had Via, and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't give birth. Ravina, Mashallah, Three things happened to men. Not only couldn't they urinate, they couldn't defecate either. And then four things happened to the women. A third limud that, by, that even the Tarnagolas of the base of Melech was no longer laying eggs because that's how uh, serious this punishment was. And the last limud from Avimelech, which segues us right into the various things that Rava asked Rabba Barmari. So this is number one on the list of 17 things that Rava asked Rabba Barmari. Rabba Barmari. Where do we know this idea that anyone who uh, was Mavakish Rachman for someone else, who davens for somebody else, and he happens to need that same thing that he's davening for, that he gets answered first? That Eov only uh, was answered once he started davening for others. Yeah, I, I understand you want to learn from Eov, but I learned it from Avram Avinu. When Avram Davin Fravimelech, that's when Hakadosh Baruch Hu saw to it that Sarah was going to have a child. So you see, it's because Avram Davin Fravimelech that his prayers were answered first. Tulsus just points out that Lav Bihirayon Mishtai. This can't be about the pregnancy. Sarah already knew about her pregnancy from the previous Pesach when the Malachim came to her. So uh, that, that can't be what's happening over here. That Avram David from that the women not only should be able to give birth, but that she should be able to give birth easily. So that's what Sarah that she was able to give birth easily. There is a major discussion in the uh, in the poskim when we say that anyone who davens bad chaveru who can can you use that as a trick? Meaning, uh, does it work even if that's your kavana that you know that you have to daven for somebody else in order to be uh, in order to be to be answered? In Meseches Brachos Dafnun Hey, the Gemara says someone who saw Chalom, he should say the whole paragraph of Rebbeinu Shalom that people say during Birch's uh, Kohanim. And he said, The Gemara reports the Nusach. So Magen Avram says, you should probably switch the Nusach around. It should probably be Because if you're, ne- if you're mispal for others first, then Hune Netchila. So in the Torah Tamima, in, uh, in, in Bereshit's Perech of Aleph, he says, that you're going to change the, the Torah Tamima on these Pesukim by Avram Avimelech. He says, you're going to change 
changed the nusach of Chazal uh, because you, you came up with this, uh, you know, this, this chap that it uh, relates to Baba Kamet Sadi Beis. You can't change the nusach of Chazal. And says, besides that, it doesn't work when you're doing it on purpose. It means that you have to have, you have to actually have empathy. You feel bad for another person. You dafka want to daven for them. You're thinking about them before you daven for yourself. That's when it works. But it's not so clear that that's true. It could be from other achronim. It sounds that you're allowed to do it on purpose. And Adrabba, maybe that will teach you empathy. That if you, you know, that that, that if you uh, if you act in a way where you daven for other people first, so uh, so so it's a good thing. It's a good it's a good way to train one's own behavior. In the sefer Mishpatei Rabbi Kivegra, I'm not familiar with the sefer. It's quoted here in the Panine Alacha section of the Sifta. It says that. Uh, I assume it's Rabbi Kivega writing, saying that I, I, I that writing a letter to somebody who said, I, I see from your letter that you're unhealthy. I happen to be suffering the same uh, the same situation. I'm also unhealthy. So he says, let me give you an Eitzah. Daven for me. So uh, and that will be a good Eitzah for your own Refor Shlema. So you see, even though he's doing it on purpose, he's telling him this is the Eitzah for your Refor Shlema to Daven for other people. So next, second second question, Rav asked Rav Barmari. Barmari. Bahadi Hutza. Lucky Karva, that when you're taking away the uh, the thorns from uh, from a field, sometimes you accidentally take away some of the pr- the 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 the, uh, the product of the field as well, the valuable products of the field as well. So, and the the message obviously is if you hang around with the wrong kind of people, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu punishes the Rishayim. If you're always with the Rishayim, it's not good for you. You go It could turn out to be not so good. That you see that that Moshe Rabbeinu is being included together with with, with everybody else. Meaning that uh, that each time uh, the, uh, the, the, in the first pasuk, it's Yirmiyahu Navi telling Klal Yisrael what they did wrong, and Yirmiyahu Navi is included in the Musr because he's around Klal Yisrael. In the second time, it's uh, Hashem telling Moshe that <coughs> that because people were going to look for man on Shabbos, they're going to be punished, and he includes Moshe and Aaron in the group, even though Moshe and Aaron obviously weren't going looking for man on Shabbos, but it's because. It's because they're around those people. So now the third, the third question. Yosef took five of his brothers to stand in front of Paro when they came down to Mitzrayim. Who were the lucky five? Those whose names were mentioned twice in the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu before Moshe Rabbeinu died, which are Zvulun, God, Don, Naphtali, and, and Asher. And the reason he brought them is because they he wanted to bring the weakest of the brothers to Paro. As Rashi tells us, he wanted to bring the weakest of the brothers to Paro because if he would see that uh, the stronger of, of them, he would try to draft them all into the army. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu gave them a double bracha because they needed more chizik because they're the weaker of the shvatim. So it's not a coincidence that their sh- that their names are, are doubled. Yehuda also, his name is doubled. He's not noted for weakness when dealing with Yehuda. He's the strongest of them. 
There's a special limut from the fact that Yehuda is mentioned twice. What is the Pasuk teaching us when it says those extra words Vizosli Yehuda in the context of the Bracha of Ruvain? The entire 40 years the Jewish people were in the Midbar, the bones of Yehuda were rattling in their in their Aron. Finally davened for him. And the way that Moshe davened for him is he said, Yehuda, who's the one that caused Ruvain to be Moda when he did an Avera when he was it was Yehuda who caused him to, do that, to, to be Moda, who taught him that lesson and had to not be ashamed to admit when you did wrong. So, Shama Hashem called Yehuda, So, Kodesh Baruch immediately listened to that tefillah and the bones stopped rattling. Everything was uh, relocated into its original spot and the, the skeleton was, uh, was back intact. Tulsus just points out, that in the Torah it tells us that Reuven was already, he was Vayashav Minabar, and now Chazal Darshan means he was already Yoshev Besak Vitaanis, he was already fasting and uh, sitting in sackcloth for having done that Avera, and that was before the Mice of Yud ever happens. How can you say Reuven only, uh, only admitted once, uh, once, once he learned from Yehuda? We find that he was fasting over it before. So it says, Public admission only came after he saw that from Yehuda. Privately, between him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yeah, he did tshuva beforehand, but the public admission only came after he learned from Yehuda. So anyway, so Yehuda's bones stopped rattling. But he still wasn't being admitted into the Masif to the Rekia. So let him be, let him come he still didn't know what the uh, what the Rabban were talking about in the Masifta in the Sifta Rakia. He didn't know how to be how to involve himself in the conversation. But he still didn't know how to Paskana Halacha in the Masifta Durakia. He didn't. Uh, he didn't know how to say something that would be accepted. So Vezim Mitzrav Tiyah. Moshe Rabbeinu continues Vezim Mitzrav Tiyah, and then finally all the tools were accepted, and Yehuda's place in the Olam Ha'emes was secured. Armele Rav Lerad Bar Mari Mina Milsadar Miyinchi Basar Anya Azan Yusa. So now the fourth. Uh, 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 question that Rava asked Rabbi Barmari, where do we get the expression that poverty follows the poor? Amrlei Ditran, there's actually a, there's a tshuva, not a tshuva, there's a comment of the Benayahu over here. Of a, there was a case where uh, a guy was, was Makadish Nisha Almanasad, he's an Ashir, and he was really an Ani, but he had just secured a significant loan to be able to invest. So he wasn't an Ashir, but he had money, someone else's money, to be able to invest that money. So is she Mukadeshas or not Mukadeshas? So he says, yeah, she is Mukadeshas. Why is she Mukadeshas? Because the fact that he has the money to invest is enough to be, uh, to be considered an Ashir. And he gave a, uh, a remez to this, uh, to this idea that he's considered, that he's considered an Ashir. Was, yeah, it's in the Benayahu. He says the remez is that the, the letters right after uh, Ani are uh, that the uh, right after an ayin is a pay, right after the nun is a samach, right after a yud is a chaf, is osios kesef. So basar anya, basar anya aniyusa. That what's the expression? Ozla aniyusa. He says basar anya. If you have the, the the words that come right after ani, then ozla aniyusa. Your poverty.
poverty will go away. Then you're like guaranteed to do okay. So even if you have someone else's kesef, you have kesef in your hand, then uh, that's the Pashup Shad, no? So you have, uh, you have kesef in your hand, then, uh, then you're guaranteed that you'll be successful. So where do we find that poverty follows the poor? Meaning the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? Because Ashirim would, would bring Bikurim with golden baskets, Vishal Kesef and silver baskets, and the Aniyim would bring these cheap baskets. So the, you bring the golden baskets, the silver baskets, you can bring them back home. You're going to give the Bikurim, and the basket you're going to bring back home with you. But if you bring, bring these cheap baskets, okay, you just keep the packaging, you give them the cheap baskets. So the poor people are getting poor because they even have to give the baskets, not just the Bikurim. And the rich people don't have to give the baskets. I have a different place to derive this idea that Basaranya Ozlan Yusa. That it's not it's not only that a uh, that, that a person uh, who has saras is suffering from saras, he also has to embarrass himself publicly. So you see that uh, even though it's not talking about financial poverty, it's talking about the idea that a person who's in a bad situation it only gets worse. Fifth statement. Fifth question. Where do we learn that it's very important to have breakfast? That a person should eat in the summertime because he has he needs strength to deal with the uh, the, the heat, and in the wintertime because he needs strength to deal with the cold. That sixty people could chase after a guy, but they're not going to catch a guy who has a healthy breakfast. That uh, nothing's going to affect him if he's not rav, if he's not hungry, if he eats in the morning. The post can point out this is not halacha, but it's neitzatova that a person should have uh, something to eat in the morning. They should have kolach. You learn it from there. I have a different place to, to learn this idea from. That the pasuk says, The Gemara says in several places, "Avodah shabalev is." And then you can have a blessing on your bread and your water. That's talking about uh, breakfast. And then after that, if you daven first and then you have breakfast, you're not going to get ill. But it's supposed to be in that order. That's what Gemara Bracha says. You got to daven first and then you have breakfast. Uh, that uh, the, the person has to, is, 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 uh, is not allowed to uh, take care of himself before he's mevakish al before he davens takar Vitanya Machla Zumara. When it says Machla, it's reverence to Mara. Lamanikrashma Machla. Why is it called Machla? Shashmodam Shoshala in Yeshba. It's a type of uh, there there are eighty-three uh, illnesses that are included in this one machla. Machla bigamatria hachyavu. And the gematria of machla is eighty-three. It works out. Vikulan Pasbimelak Shakras, Vikitan Shalmaya Mevatlan. And all of these illnesses could be avoided with a proper breakfast. Next, Amalai Ravdarabamari, Minamil Sudarma. That if people call you a donkey, then put a saddle on your back. Meaning, uh, you should uh, you should rejoice in the fact that people are saying not nice things about you, because ultimately you're going to be the winner for that. Ultimately, you're going to get olam and it's a good thing to suffer bizyonus in this world. Armalei said, "How do I know that?" That the malach speaks to her in this disrespectful way, speaks to her and calls her a shivchas. Sarah, and how does she respond? She responds by referring to the fact that Sarah is her boss, that she is her uh, her, her giveret. So, uh, so you see that she she embraced the bizyonis. 
That if a person has something negative about themselves, they should be the ones to say it uh, to say it first, uh, not to wait for others to say it. They should they should come up front about about their shortcomings. Uh, Eliezer has to introduce himself to Lavan and Basul right away. He says uh, he's the biggest gnos immediately off the bat. I mean, Eved, Eved Avraham Anochi. Maral writes that if people think that the person is perfect and then they find out from him that he has, uh, that they, they find out not from him that there's a Gnai, they're going to disrespect him a lot more. If a person uh, sets the expectations low at the beginning by, by leading with the Gnai, then he's, it's only uphill from, uh, from there. So there shouldn't be any surprises later on. <coughs> That the goose goes with its head lowered down as a symbol of anivus, but its eyes are looking from a great distance. Meaning, even though a person is supposed to be an anav, he shouldn't be embarrassed to ask if he needs something and look forward to what he might need and uh, be able to get it. He says, Where do I know that? Because by Avigail, uh, who at that time was the wife of Naval, uh, when she was Misnave, that her husband would die because he was Mavaza David. Um, the, uh, the she she asked he already she already was thinking toward the future she knew that her husband ultimately was going to die and she was like remember me and uh, then David would know to uh, to marry her later on so even though she's acting with humility at the time she's looking forward to what's going to happen in the future that uh, that that six sixty types of uh, of pains can come to uh, a person's teeth, when he hears other people eating and he doesn't participate. I mean, it's very painful to watch others eating and not to be able to participate. That it was difficult that he wasn't invited to the Su'udah after Adonio Melech appointed himself as king and he invited all the Bnei Melech and the Sariat Sava. So Nasna Navi was complaining to David and I wasn't invited. You're learning the source from there. I'll bring you a different source that uh, it's from Avram Avinu that when Yitzchak uh, marries Rivka, when Avram saw that Yitzchak was happily married, that caused Avram to want to become happily married again as well. That when you see someone else enjoying, so you want to enjoy as well. That even though the uh, wine belongs to the melech, you say thank you to the waiter. Because the pasuk says when uh, Hashem tells Moshe to appoint Yoshua as the next leader, that everyone will realize that Yoshua is the leader. When Yoshua started to lead after Moshe Rabbeinu died, after Moshe died, the credit's given to Moshe. And all the Bnei Yisrael listen, even though it was Hakadosh Baruch Hu that really instructed. When a dog is hungry, he swallows even stone to eat anything. That a person who's hungry is not able to eat even something that's uh, a person who's satiated is not even able to eat even something that's very uh, that's very delicious. But a hungry person will eat anything. Last one for today. 
that a bad decal goes amongst uh, other bad trees, meaning that a, a bad person tends to, uh, to to hang out with other bad people. So we have a right to this from Torah Nevi'im, Ksuvah, Mishnah, and Brisa. That every uh, every oaf resides amongst its min, and Adam, who's not who's not divided amongst many many minim, goes to hadomalo those who are like him in personality. We learned in this in the Mishnah as well the same idea. That which is mechuber to tamei is tamei. That which is mechuber to tar is tar. And we learned this idea in the Brisa as well that the Chama say that a zarzer, which is a type of uh, would-be kosher bird, the Reb Lazar disagrees. Says no, it's not a kosher bird. It hangs out by the orev, and that should be a raya that it's not a kosher bird because things are drawn to like kind. So I think that uh, counts as Davyomi coincidence. This week we read about the kosher and non-kosher animals in the Torah. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we'll continue with Rava's questions to Rav Barmari tomorrow.